Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Welcome to this two-part special interview where I'm being interviewed by a EFT expert. What is EFT? You're going to hear real soon. But the title of this interview is called How to Market Your Private Practice Using Audio Interviews. Just about every business can benefit from audio marketing because the potential is practically endless. But unless you know how to do it right, you're going to just be wasting your time and money. So in this interview, you'll meet Angela Treat Lyon. Angela is a teacher and practitioner of EFT, a therapeutic healing method known as emotional freedom techniques. She also hosts a radio program on idareyouradio.com, and in this two-part interview, you're going to hear her interview me for that radio program. Angela's students have prepared very specific questions for me to answer about marketing their EFT business, so I'll let them know how they can easily, quickly, and strategically create audio products that will grow their private practice and help sell it. Part one is all about the attitude. It's important to have confidence when asking for audio interviews. Remember, you're the one doing them the favor. Even if you don't feel like you have enough of a following to entice a bigger name, there are steps that you can take for landing the big interview. And in part one, you'll hear how to do that, including how to be the boss of the interview and why you'll want to set the agenda right off the bat. How to land the guru interview, techniques and approaches that work. You'll learn how to ask the kinds of questions your listeners want to know without offending the person you're interviewing. You'll learn where to find cheap transcription work. So get ready for this two-part interview. I know you're going to love it. Now let's get going. You're listening to an exclusive interview with Michael Senoff on IDareYouRadio.com. So, Michael, you're the expert here. How would I create a line of audios that I can make into a product line that I can sell for fast money once they're on the market, and how do I market them? Oh, Angela, that is a loaded question because <laughs> we could sit here and talk for days on marketing. But in essence, what my expertise is and what I have found to be a very time-saving system for creating information products is through the tried-and-true good old audio interview. And I've been interviewing experts for five years, and these interviews are just me talking on the phone, asking questions. Many of these questions have already been pre-written for me, and all I am is the guy asking the expert the question. And by the time I ask the expert the question, we record their answers, and we create a digital audio interview. And that interview has already been written for you by the natural progression of question and answers. And this is how I've been able to create many information products by interviewing experts 
by me not being the expert and just me being the guy asking the questions and then compiling those audio interviews into information products. And this is probably the simplest way for your listeners to create an audio interview product that they can sell for fast money. And I'm sure by looking at all these wonderful questions I have here in front of me, we're going to be getting into much more detail on this. So my other question about this is, what if I'm not interested in interviews, but I do want to take my knowledge and expertise say, as an EFT practitioner or trainer and do an audio series. How do I do that? Well, you can do that. And you can, with very inexpensive equipment, a simple microphone that you can pick up at Radio Shack or any electronic store. If you have a computer, you can plug that microphone into your computer, and there is inexpensive software. In some cases, there is free software where you just click the play button on your software and you start talking into your microphone. So if your EFT practitioners have expertise and want to create their own audio product without doing that interview style, they can do the monologue or just talk all they want into the software and create a digital audio recording. And once that's done, they can save that as a digital MP3 file or a WAV file. And for all your newbies, don't let them get confused because it's just a file format. No different than a Microsoft Word file or a PDF file, which probably everyone knows what that is. But these are just files in the audio format realm. And they'll save that file, and if they choose to clean up the monologue or the audio recording that they've created, they can do some simple editing, the same as they would edit a Word document. Or if they're sending a letter to their friend before they hit that send button on their email, they may want to correct the spelling or take away something that they didn't mean to say. And they would edit that audio recording. And then once they have that edited, they have an audio product. They have valuable information that they've recorded. They've taken ideas and maybe case studies and experience from their expertise and their practice, and they've canned it and they've cloned it. And they've gotten that expertise into an audio recording, which can serve them very well and really save them time by providing that audio information as a free download or by creating an information product with those audio recordings and to be able to put them onto CD or having them transcribed into word-for-word transcripts. They've taken those ideas in their head, and your practitioners now have their expertise that can be sold and distributed without them actually having to be there or to deliver it face-to-face or one-on-one. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. Essentially, that's what I do with my teleclasses. The whole goal with audio marketing is to leverage your time and to take yourself out of the picture and put yourself into a cloned format i.e. audio recording, word-for-word transcripts, information on a website. So you can deliver your message 24 hours a day, seven days a week to anyone in the world who has access to a computer or can read English. And if they're in another country, you can certainly translate it into their language as well. Oh, absolutely. There's a big call for energy practitioners' work in Spanish, which I'm presently investigating right now. So, Michael, how do I arrange it so that once I get an interview with someone, I can sell the interview as part of a best-of package, 
you know, I'm thinking of copyrights, royalties, et cetera. What do you do to arrange that without having to pay them or without violating their rights? It's real simple. All you do is ask for permission. When you see a major interview, let's take, for example, Oprah Winfrey. You know, people aren't coming on to Oprah just for their health. They're coming on to promote a movie or to promote a book, or they may have an alliance with Oprah, you know, like Dr. Phil. They're on there for a reason. So when you contact someone that you want to interview and you invite them to be interviewed on your radio show or on your website, they're doing that interview with you because there's something in it for them. And what's in it for them is promotion and publicity and potential consulting work down the road, potential exposure to potential clients that they would never be able to get to. There's a lot of reasons why your guest would want to do an interview with you. Now, if you're just starting out, I'm sure in your head you're thinking, well, little old me, I'm just getting started. I don't have anything to offer, so why would they do an interview with me? But you'd be surprised. There are people who will do an interview with you just because you ask. There's many people and professions and expertise that don't have a chance to talk about their passion or what they love or what they've been doing all these years. Not even their significant other, their wife or husband, will take time to listen. So just for asking, they may be willing to do it just to share the information with you because you asked. So don't let your confidence stop you from asking. Now, what can you offer? You can say it is my goal to create the world's number one website of interviews regarding EFT practitioner success stories, or it can be whatever you're trying to create your information product. When you contact that potential interviewee subject, let him know what your plans and goals are. You may not be there yet, but he may be proud to be the first one to be involved with your program. So all you got to do is ask, and I've done this before in other interviews. Angela, how is it that we're talking today? Well, that's right. I asked. <laughs> ask and you shall receive. Yep. You're not always going to get a yes. And I would say if you ask ten people and you get one person to say yes, you are doing fantastic. And you don't worry about the other nine. Just worry about the one who says yes. Well, you know, it's been my experience that nine out of ten say yes. Well, I like to under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah. And there's something that you said, too, that I find really interesting. Is a while ago, I started asking people to come on my show with me, and I realized that instead of asking them permission to do something with the material that we gathered, I said to them, you know, this is going to be great exposure for you. How about if we did it, blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, can I have this to work with? You know, like a little girl asking for permission for something, saying that I'm going to help expose them made a big difference. That's exactly right. It's your show. You're asking this expert to come on your show, and they expect you to act like an expert. So you tell them, here's what's going to go down, and here is how I work, and you're going to set your expectations with that interviewee subject. You say, well, this is how I handle it. You're going to come on, and we're going to do an interview. I'm going to need you on a hard wire phone, no cell phones, no cordless phones. I'm going to need an hour and a half of your time. I don't want you to have any interruptions on your end. I will record the interview. It's just you and I talking. I will retain all rights to the audio interview. After the interview is done, I will provide you a copy for you to review and to go over and make sure everything is okay. And then I will post that interview up on my radio show or up on my website. 
And this is all negotiable. Most people will say, fine, they're going to look at you as an expert and they're going to say, you're the boss, let's do it. They're just happy to talk. And they know it's generally accepted that when someone does an interview with you, they get to plug their book or they may get to talk about their website. And if they're pretty savvy, they're going to do that anyway when they answer their questions. So they know what's in it for them, but you set the criteria, have the confidence, you're the boss. So you set the criteria and the agenda and they will follow. Well, absolutely, and it's so wonderful to be able to have that feeling of, well, I guess it's just empowerment to say, you know, I'm going to support you, I'm going to give you exposure, and here's how to do it. It's really different from, you know, can I have permission to do this? <laughs> That's right. You know, I call it the attitude. You're doing them the favor. You need to have the attitude. You're doing them the favor, interviewing them, not the other way around. And it all comes back to your confidence, and so if you don't have the confidence, just act like you do, even if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing a little EFT on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I'm like, how do you contact people who are high up on celebrity scrolls? Does it take a long time? And what do you say to them? I tell you, I could be busy doing interviews 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They can be very time-consuming at times. So I'm not constantly contacting people. I have a lot of people who contact me who want me to do interviews. When I do an interview, in some cases, I'll charge a client $2,000 just to create a promotional audio interview that's designed to sell or market their product or service. But if I was to contact the people high up on the scrolls, it doesn't take a long time. I have a letter that I just copy and paste, and I would email, which is an audio interview invitation. And, Andrew, I could provide it to you, or if anyone wanted to send me an email to michael at michaelsunoff.com and just put in the subject line to send me the invite letter, I'll email you the exact letter that I would send to anyone that I would want to interview. It has a little bit about me and my bio and expertise, and you could take that and modify that based on your experience and your expertise and just modify it. But it's a simple invitation. There's nothing fancy or magical about it. It's simply asking for an interview. There's some things in there that kind of set the criteria that could be helpful. That's the first and best way. There are other ways I have been able to get high-end experts, and I kind of have a secret weapon. I've got a guy who's been on my list who's in the PR business, and any of your EFT practitioners can contact anyone in the PR business, the public relations business. Now, a PR person's job is to get their clients media exposure. And if you're a new website marketing your widget or your service or your product, no matter what niche you're in or if it's EFT, there are PR experts who are working with clients that they have within that field. And you can simply make contact with a PR expert and explain who you are and ask them if they have any clients that are looking for more media exposure because their clients are paying their PR experts thousands of dollars a month for that PR expert to get the media exposure. So they're desperate to find them all the media exposure that they can handle so they can deliver that value that their client's paying them a lot of money for. And I have developed a relationship with a guy in the PR business who feeds me all kinds of high-end interview prospects. And I go, yep, I'll do it. Set it up for me. He'll send his client an email that says, I secured you an interview with Michael Sinoff with hardtofindseminars.com, the world's number one website for downloadable audio business interviews. 
and they have been notified by him. And then when I contact them, they're ready to do the interview, and my positioning has been set, and my credibility is already there. So that's another way. Find a PR expert who has clients within your field and make contact with them, and they'll get you all the interviews you want with experts. Well, now, do you pay him, or he's in the pay of the other guys? Yeah, his clients are paying him. I don't pay him anything. I've got the attitude. I'm doing him the favor. I'm making him look good through his clients because he's providing his client media exposure. Well, now, when you interview, do you take the position of an investigative reporter, a student, or a talk show type of guy? I know what you do, but I suppose that all of these types of interviewing are possible for anybody. I think the most important thing when you're doing an interview with an expert is just to be normal. And you got to understand, people on the other end, they are people listening to your interview. And I would try and mirror the same kind of questions that your audience who is listening to the interview want to know. An investigative reporter, yes, because you want to ask a lot of questions and you want to dig deep and you don't want to only ask softball easy questions. You want to ask the questions that your listeners may want to know but would be afraid to ask. You've got to have the confidence and the guts to ask that kind of stuff. There's a feel for it. You don't want to go too far where you're offending your expert interviewee. In many cases, before the interview, I'll ask, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Or you may have some question ideas that you can present to them before you do the initial interview. You sometimes maybe want to submit your interview questions to them beforehand for them to okay so they can be prepared. So it'll make a better interview. If you want to interject some gutsy questions in there, as long as he doesn't object to them, I think go for it. So you want to be an investigative reporter, but you most importantly want to mirror your listeners. You want to be a normal person asking the questions that your listeners are too afraid to ask and asking the questions that they want to know the answers to. And that comes down to research. And there's no secret to this process. The interview format is designed to answer questions that your viewers or your listeners want to know. It's as simple as that. You're providing value by you being the person to get those answers from the expert. The interview isn't about you. It's about your expert. And you being the conduit to get the answers from your expert, you're doing your listeners a favor. You're just doing it for them so they don't have to mess with it. Well, now, what kind of audios can I create with these interviews as an energy worker? And what kind of price range would I start charging, let's say, for my hour-long teleseminars? Do you do a giveaway first? My model that I've been doing, which I've found pretty effective, is I just give the information away for free. So if you go to my site, hardtofindseminars.com, you've got about 150 hours of audio interviews on business experts, marketing experts, copywriting experts. And many times people say, you're crazy. Why are you giving all this information away for free? But in the Internet world and in our marketing and advertising world, you know, you're fighting for mind share. And free works. People like free stuff as long as it's good quality free stuff and there's value there. So my strategy has been to build credibility by giving first. If I can give away a very high-end quality interview that provides answers to my listeners on a subject, I have credentialized myself, number one, as an interview expert, as honest, as providing value where everyone else in my field may be charging thousands of dollars for the same information I'm giving away for free. And I have a chance to be listened to and to build a relationship with the listener. 
So by giving it away for free, you can get all those benefits there. And once you have a relationship with your listeners, then you have an opportunity to make an offer to them. That strategy, giving it away for free, has worked pretty good for me. You don't always have to do that. I mean, you could create a series of audio interviews with experts in the EFT field and not have a website, but you could do the work. And let's say you had five interviews with the top EFT practitioners, and they talk about how they were able to build their business to a six-figure business in under 18 months. And let's say you had 15 questions for each one of your experts, and you asked each one of your different experts the same 15 questions, and you recorded each one of those interviews, and you had them transcribed, and you had them put on CD. Any one of your EFT practitioners, Angela, that'd probably be pretty valuable to hear from five different experts how they built their EFT business to six figures in under 18 months. And even though developing that product, you don't have to have a website to do that, you could approach each one of those five experts who may have a list of subscribers, and there's a very good chance they have a large list of subscribers, and do a joint venture with them. So you could make an offer to each one of these practitioners and say, Mr. Practitioner, we've done a wonderful interview here together, and I'm sure you want to introduce this interview maybe to your customers and your clients and customers and visitors to your website. Let's make a deal. I've done four additional interviews with other EFT experts on how they also were able to build their EFT business to a six-figure business in less than 18 months. Would you like to offer this product to your list? And we can do a 50-50 deal for everyone we sell. You get 50% of the profits or of the gross sale, and I get 50%. So you don't have any website. You've done the interview with the expert. He's got the list. You own and control the product, and now you've got a product that you can sell doing joint ventures, or you can partner up with people who have lists of EFT wannabes or EFT practitioners who want to learn the secrets on how to build a six-figure EFT practice. Yeah, that sounds really good. So this is something that I've been wondering where do you get transcripts without paying a fortune? Well, if you're not aware, you will pay a fortune for transcripts. I had a transcriber who I used for many years, and I found her on Elance. Elance is a website that is filled with freelance providers. So just like you have eBay, where you can buy anything and everything, any product you can think of, well, Elance, you can buy and pay for freelance services, any kind of service you can think of. And you would go on to Elance, and registering is free, and you would say, I need someone to transcribe 10 hours of audio interviews for me. I would do the interview, and I would provide you an MP3 file that you could download, and you would transcribe it word for word. And you set your criteria, what you're looking for. And you would post your job. You could post it for three days, seven days, five days, ten days. And then all the people out there who bid on transcription work would look at your post, and they would make you an offer and say, well, I would do it for this much. And then someone else would say, well, I'll do it for this much. And so they're bidding against each other for your project. And instead of with an auction where the bidding goes up, the bidding goes down. So the prices get lower and lower. You create a bidding war of freelance providers who want to do your job, and you can pick up some great values for audio transcripts. Now, for years, I was paying about $60 an hour for an hour's worth of audio transcribed. So if I had a completed, edited audio interview that lasted an hour, I would pay her $60 an hour. And I chose to stop using this provider because we had problems. She wasn't delivering stuff on time. 
time. I had referred her to a client of mine that she accepted to do some work for, and she dropped the ball. And I just said, you know what? I'm done with you, and I'm going to look for someone else. I went on to Elance. I posted my work, and I found a guy out of India to do the work for about $25 an hour. So you can find offshore providers to do audio transcription for as low as $25 an hour. And that's an incredible value where before I went on to Elance, I was pricing transcription service here in the U.S. And I was getting quotes for $100 an hour's worth of audio, $150 for an hour's worth of audio transcripts. And I know some people may be hesitant about using offshore providers and may feel a little guilty that their money's going overseas. But, you know, every dollar saved is money I can put food on the table or save for my children's education, and I'm going to do it. Now, I will say this. In some cases, if you go offshore, there are some inconveniences, meaning the time difference. But with audio transcription, you can handle everything by email. India, while you're sleeping here in the U.S., they're waking up. So I think they're about 12 hours difference in time. So it works out pretty good. So by the time you wake up, your work's done and it's in your inbox. But in India, you know, everyone's speaking English over there and they're very capable. Sometimes they may have a hard time understanding what you're saying in the transcript. And I would tell you, when you're providing audio transcripts to offshore providers or any provider, you want to make sure you're speaking clearly. And that also comes into having a good quality recording, a good phone line, so they can understand what's being said. Or you're going to get your transcript back with something where they say inaudible. They couldn't hear it. And that'll be all through your transcript. And you're going to have to go figure out what was said by listening to it yourself. I always like to go through my transcripts anyway just to clear them up and take out ums and ahs and weird things that people say. Because a lot of people will start a sentence and stop halfway through and then do a completely another sentence to say what they're talking about. Well, what you want to do, Angela, after you do your radio show or your audio interview, you want to do your audio editing first. So you want to send your master after you've done your editing on your MP3 file. Then you send the completed, cleaned up recording to your transcriber. So that's already been cleaned up in your editing process. See, if you're really going to get serious about doing audio interviews and creating audio products, you're going to have to build the team because there's so little time in a day, you know, after taking care of your kids or working and doing all the things you need to do. I guess my real success is because I've relied on reliable people. It's not just me doing everything. I have a team who does the audio editing. I'll go through that final editing. I have a team who writes the descriptions and the headlines. I have a team that does the transcription. I have a webmaster who helps me with stuff that I can't do on my website. You know, you're going to have to build a team, and you can build a virtual team just by using Elance. That's such a good point. There's so many people who are out there who think that they have to do it all. It's impossible. It is impossible, absolutely, and it'll burn you out. You've got to be able to rely on other people, and by using offshore providers, I mean, they can do it cheaper than you can do it yourself because it's all about your time during the day, more time with your family, more time doing the things you want to do. And if you're creating audio information products, that's what's so great. You'll put a lot of time into developing your product, but once it's done and once it's deliverable online through the Internet, or on a CD or in a paper and ink form, you've duplicated yourself, and you can sell your expertise or your product over and over again, and you've bought your life back. Let's say I want to put really nice, tasteful, targeted ads on each of my audios. How would I get advertisers? Well, you'd be getting into the selling of advertising business. When you hear radio show, of course, we all think of radio shows that are packed with advertising. 
you have to have some pretty good exposure because advertisers, they'll buy advertising on your show, but you're going to have to show them some stats. You better have a pretty good listening audience. That's the number one way is you've got to have a ton of people listening to your radio show. That's the best way to get advertisers to spend money to be on your radio show. I would suspect a lot of your listeners don't have a huge listener audioship, especially on some of the Internet shows. So I would say don't sell advertising on your show. The only advertising you may want to consider doing is advertising yourself, advertising your own products. If you go through some of the recordings on my site, 150 hours, I mean, that recording is a valuable piece of real estate, and you should use every bit of that recording to promote yourself. You don't want to do it to the point where it's so obnoxious that you're irritating your listener, but just about after every one of my audio recordings, I'm advertising stuff. I have a whole section of Michael Sinoff tips. It'll say, well, here's another tip from Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. If you're interested in creating your own audio infomercial, you may want to check out my site at HardToFindSeminars.com, AudioMarketingSecrets.com. I have 12 different promotions, and depending on what the interview is about, if it's on copywriting, I have a commercial that sells a copywriting course. If it's on audio marketing, I have an audio marketing commercial. If it's on consulting, I have a commercial. I actually have been putting a sales letter that I recorded in audio 20 minutes long at the end of that audio recording. You got to think about the power of audio. If someone's listening to an audio, you can fit 70 minutes of audio onto a CD. And when your listener is playing that CD and he's driving to and from work and he listens to your interview or your presentation, he doesn't automatically stop his CD player. If he's driving and then after the interview ends and you pop on and say, Hi, it's Michael Sinoff and here's another tip, or you have a promotion, he'll leave it playing. You have a great chance of getting that commercial or that advertisement into the head of your listener. So I would tell your people that they need to advertise themselves. They need to brag about themselves or make a special offer for a free 15-minute consultation, you know, for EFT or how to relieve back pain or how to relieve emotional stress or they can provide a tip to their listener that would add value, that would build credibility, that would benefit that listener and then have a call to action. If you're interested in this call or go to the website or send me an email, so use your audio interviews to promote and advertise yourself. That would be my advice because unless you have a lot of exposure, I think you're going to have a hard time. I mean, advertisers are paying CPM, cost per thousand, and they can go on a local show in their local area and get those cost per thousand. They know what the rate is for advertising. Here's another question that I got from somebody. How do I go about getting sponsors for my Internet health radio show? Sponsor could be an advertiser, or a sponsor could be someone who offers their name but doesn't pay for advertising. The best way of going about this is to ask them and give them a reason why they should do that. You want to be a sponsor on my radio show because my radio show goes out to people interested in your product or service, people in your demographic, people looking for your product or service, and you're going to get exposure by my radio show because that's the type of listener I have. It only makes sense. People advertise with radio because they want new potential customers, new potential business. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about how to get expert interviews. 
if you want to sponsor someone and not charge them anything, but you would like to have them as a sponsor that kind of increases your credibility, is there an organization within the EFT coaching business that would be really cool, like Angela, if you had someone within the EFT industry sponsor your show where they would say, we're a proud sponsor of IDareYourRadio.com. Like, is there a name that you'd be honored to have on your radio show? Well, there would be several, yeah. That you would have them on there without paying them anything, just because of their credibility? Absolutely. Like, what's an example? Well, let's say Lindsay Kenny or Rue Haas. I'd be honored if they sponsored my program. So, let's say you wanted to approach them, but you just don't have the listenership yet. You'd be honest with them. Say, I don't have it yet, but I will, and here's what I'm doing to establish that. Would you be willing to come on as a sponsor? And you'd be surprised. Sponsors may invest letting you use their name because of the potential of what you can do. So they buy into your potential. You know, I Dare You Radio may become the world's number one radio show for people interested in EFT. They don't have a crystal ball. They don't know. So you could present potential to them, and you just may be surprised. Well, that sounds good. And, you know, when you bump up your listenership, you know, for instance, mine's thousands per month, that gives you more credibility. So, Michael, I want to stop trading hours for dollars. How do I take my general EFT practice where I see one-on-one clients all week and reach way more people? She says, I'm starting to give teleclasses, and I see how Angela does it with her audios, and I want to create audios, but everyone out there is making EFT how-tos. Should I target one niche? Okay, niche marketing is great. Angela, you and I were talking about this before we did this call. You know, when you're selling EFT, you're not selling EFT. You're selling the results that EFT can bring your client. Niching is great. Angela, I think you told me about an idea where you could specifically sell the results that EFT could bring to golfers. Yes, absolutely. Or to people who have back pain or people who have arthritis, or people who suffer migraine headaches. All of these are specific niches, and when you establish yourself as the expert for bringing relief to this problem, problem X, you can get more traction in establishing yourself as that expert. How do you take yourself out of that position where you're seeing clients all week one-on-one? We've talked a little bit about this, and it's by creating audio. What you could do, imagine asking your clients or setting the criteria and setting the parameters of working with your clients. You can ask them permission or set the criteria and say that our sessions are recorded via audio. Or you could video record your sessions with actual clients. And then since you're doing that all week anyway, these video presentations or these real live videos of you working with clients and picking the ones that you're getting the most dramatic results for could be very valuable to other people who have problems in that area. And you could package those audio recordings or those videos, get them transcribed, and then you've got a valuable information product that you can start selling. So you're doing the work anyway, one-on-one, face-to-face, can it and clone it and package it and now you can sell it. Imagine if you establish yourself as an expert to relieve back pain for golfers and you were able to meet with 10 golfers who had back pain 
within the next two weeks, and you set up face-to-face appointments, and you're allowed to record that consultation or that one-on-one interaction, and then you're able to document and record and show the relief that these golfers were able to get through your services through back pain. You now have something so valuable that you can market to any golfer anywhere in the world. And by selling that information, that is what's going to take you out of the one-on-one practice. I think that's really awesome. That's a great idea. And I want to repeat what you said because I think it's so important that we're not selling EFT. We're selling the results that we get. So many EFTers that I see talk about their EFT and how great it is. People don't care. They just want the results. That's right. Don't get hung up on EFT. Sell the benefit. People buy for only one reason, for benefits. The benefit that the EFT is going to bring them. That's what you've got to focus. If you're a practitioner and you've had experience with EFT and you want to learn how to sell EFT, look at all your past clients that you've worked with and think back of the stories that come back to you and maybe a client calls you and says, thank you, you know, you really helped me this way. You could call these happy previous clients of yours and do audio interviews with them and just say, you know, I'm creating a product. I want to try and get out from doing more one-on-one work, and I would really appreciate it if I could call you and do a short recording where I could talk to you about the benefits that I brought you through my EFT practice. Many of your clients would be happy to do that. It's a recorded testimonial. Now, I'm sure your audio acrobat that you were talking about has that feature where you could send your clients to an 800 number and they can call and leave a message on the phone, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I think the one-on-one recorded testimonial is probably more effective because you can really dig in and kind of remember some of the challenges they were having and outline and really showcase the results that you were able to bring for them. And if you were able to package 10 of these recordings of these little success stories that you had, and let's say we're back to the golfers. Let's say you brought success to 10 golfer clients, and you were able to call them and interview them and say, Hey, Angela, you know, you were playing golf and you were struggling with back pain. You met with me. Can we talk about your story? When did the back pain start? And then when did we first meet? And after our first session, remember I told you to do this? Did you notice immediate results? And get them to tell the story, document it in their own words, and put 10 of those powerful case studies together. And you have a little selling machine, whether you create a downloadable interview or whether you burn that on a CD or whether you transcribe those stories into word-for-word transcripts and the headline of that transcript. You could call it, you know, Consumer's Guide to Alleviating Back Pain Through EFT or whatever. You call it a special report and you just have the case studies and so all you're selling are benefits and you're selling benefits from real actual case studies that you've delivered on with real paying clients. That would be powerful. So any one of your listeners who have success stories can instantly build a little selling machine, a recording, a collection of testimonials by recording and calling and getting your happy customers to divulge the case study and the success that you're able to bring them. I think that sounds great. Another thing you could do that I'm just thinking of is you could take one of those testimonials and start out with it, you know, maybe a five or ten minute testimonial, and then go through a how-to of exactly how you got those results. Absolutely. And that's value you can sell to anyone in the world, taking you out of that one-on-one, face-to-face, time-constraining practice. Yeah. Well, now here's a question that somebody wants to know. How do I know what to charge for my packages? Where do I start? Well, you don't know. What is someone willing to pay to alleviate chronic back pain? 
I mean, can you put a price on that? Can you put a price on debilitating back pain? I mean, it depends on your niche that you're in. The bigger the problem you solve, the more you can charge. I would say that. And I would think about that when you consider going into a niche if you chose to take your practice into a niche. You know, I'll tell you, someone with debilitating back pain, they'll pay anything. They just want to get rid of the pain. They'll do almost anything, any kind of debilitating pain. What is it worth for someone to alleviate migraine headaches? You can't put a price on that. If you can deliver the results, they'll pay you anything they have. I really believe that if you can eliminate the risk and deliver on your promise where they were unable to get results from anyone previously, if you can deliver the results and eliminate any financial risk to them, they'll pay whatever you ask for. Now, I don't want to be you know, totally ridiculous in price, but what I'm saying is you can charge a good fee. You may want to charge you know, $500 if you can deliver the results. You may want to charge 5000 And if you looked at any kind of service provider out there, I mean, if you just search back pain and looked at the gamut of prices and services, I'd say the bigger the result, the more they'll pay. So there really isn't an answer. Now, if you're not sure, you can try three or four different prices. And testing is very important. So you can run a price buy on your prospects or on your potential customers and see how they react to it. You could get higher prices by offering payments. You know, you can break the payments down into smaller chunks and have them pay, you know, a certain amount every month where it's automatically billed on their credit card. And I would also say you're going to get not only the results that you bring, but the information you provide. How good are you as a practitioner? Do you care about your client? What kind of service are they going to get? Do you keep in touch with them? Are you really there for them? The quality of the service you provide your client will also determine what you're able to get. Your guarantee. You know, if you're so confident that you can bring the results with your EFT services, and if you really know and believe that you can bring those results, you could offer a lifetime money-back guarantee where for any reason, if your back pain comes back any time and they want their money back, you can offer that. So remove the risk, offer payments, offer a great guarantee, and you can get some good money for providing a great, valuable service. Sounds good. So here's a question, Michael. If I get well-known EFT people as guests on my teleclasses, can I sell the audios after the class is over, and do I have to pay them? It all depends. Remember, you're the expert, and you're going to provide the criteria to your guest of how it's going to go down. So if you let them know that you're going to be interviewing them, that you're going to own the rights to the recording, and that in the future you have the rights to take this audio recording, it may be packaged into an information product that you may sell, and I need your okay with that. Is that okay, Mr. Expert? On the date of your interview, when you're ready to do the interview with them, you could cover this again while you have the recorder on, and you can ask them that question and just say, we need to go over some housekeeping. I want you to know that you're going to be recorded, and I have your permission to record you. All this information, the rights belong to me, and, of course, you'll be able to promote your expertise in the audio interview. And down the road, I may create an information product because I may interview some other experts, and I may package this product and sell this, and you understand that you're not compensated on this, but you will potentially get exposure that you would never have, and is that all right with you? And they know this. People know this especially if they've done interviews before. They know that what they get out of it is exposure that they would never have before. Or if you're just getting started, they know that what they get out of this is potential exposure that they may or may not get. Here's another one. How do I know what to charge for doing an interview? 
how do I say that to someone who comes to me for interview? Like, should I have a range of prices for various lengths? And where would I get, say, intro music for them? Well, the intro music is easy. You can search on Google or on Yahoo.com. Look for royalty-free music. Royalty-free music, meaning there's people who've compiled CDs with music that you can edit out a piece of it and use it for an introduction to one of your audio interviews or your radio show or what have you. Now, how do you know what to charge for doing an interview? I'm going to ask you, it depends on what type of interview you're doing. If you're having a guest on your radio show or if you're creating a product and you're able to land a very high-profile interview with someone very well-respected and known in the industry, whatever niche you're working in, you don't want to charge for that interview. They're kind of doing you the favor, but you want to do that interview for free because you want their big name associated with your product. Give me that example, Angela, of the person I said you would love to have as a sponsor. What was the name of that one? Well, let's just say Lindsay Kenny. She's one of the EFT masters. All right. Have you interviewed her? Oh, yes. You have. Okay. So you've interviewed Lindsay Kenny? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did you charge her for that interview? No. Did you love having her on your show? Absolutely. She's one of the EFT masters? Yeah. And by you rubbing shoulders with her or having her as part of your radio show, do you think that kind of elevated your credibility? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So that's the reason you would never charge someone like that. I have people who approach me and who have products or services that they want to sell, and they want me to create an audio infomercial, which is an audio recording designed to sell their product or service. And I charge about $2,000 for that service. What do you include in that $2,000? In that $2,000, I'll consult with them. I'll find out what their product and service is, what they want to sell. I'll do all the research on their expertise, and I'll create all the questions together, or I'll do my own research and present to them all the questions that will be asked in the interview. I'll do the actual interview with it, record it, do all the editing I'll do an introduction for it. I'll create a headline for it. I'll have it all transcribed, and I'll provide them a master that they have all the rights to so they can take that audio recording, put it up on their website. They can do anything they want with it. They own it, and I'll do it from start to finish, from concept to finished audio interview, designed to sell whatever they're selling, and I'll charge two grand for something like that. Go to a copywriter. Ask a good high-end copywriter to create you a sales letter may charge you $10,000, $7,000, $5,000 for a good sales letter. My audio interview, it is a sales letter. It's just in the form of audio. And once it's transcribed, it really is a sales letter. But it's disguised as an interview. So it's subtle. For more interviews like this, go to idareyouradio.com. You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Hi, it's Michael with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com and another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this. If you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for $9,000, or even as much as $3,900 or more. 
This system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from 97 to 497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product.